The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Real Race in USA. It's Wednesday, March 11th, and it's time for Dirt World. Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid from Daytona Beach, Florida. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Jack. That is some killer intro music, ain't it, Billy? You know who that is? I ain't got a clue. That is the Kings of Leon. Check it out when you get a chance, man. A lot of great stuff out there. Got a couple of hits on the radio right now. But, That's probably uh, before my time. I, I dig them. I really do. It's way before your time. Okay. What's happening? We're at Dirt World, man. Yes, indeed. Ladies Wednesday and night, we got a packed house. Yeah, we really do. It, it's going to be a big one tonight. And, you know, we're really trying to still get our, get our groove going here for 2009. And I think tonight... Might just do it. With Billy the Kid, I am Joe Dirt, and we thank all of you joining us tonight on RealRacingUSA.com or DirtWorldRacing.com. Either way, you can be a part of the program at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. If you've got a question or comment for us, perhaps let us know where you were this weekend, where you're going this upcoming weekend, or perhaps wanting to talk to one of these great guests that we got. And Billy the Kid, man, we got a house full tonight. Yeah, we got a big lineup tonight. Uh... First off, out the box about 7.45, we're going to have Jason Fitzgerald on the phone with us. Uh, he was the winner at Screven for their original or the um, opening National 8 Mall Sportsman Series race at uh, Screven and then finished second uh, or actually finished third at Ocala for our opening event for the United Dirt Late Mall Challenge Series and then Saturday night's opening night winner at uh, uh, Volusia's Fury Park. And uh, he's going to be hitting Savannah this weekend with the uh, National 8 Mall Sportsman Series. I talked to him a little bit ago. We'll have him on the phone and talk about it. But, you know, he's uh, stepped back from the super late model racing a little bit this year. He's, they put their steel motor in, and they're going to run. Uh, he's going to try to run uh, run around everything he can around here. But we saw him at Dirt Car Nationals for a couple nights, and I sort of had the heads up that if they didn't run good one night, which is the last night they were there, that they was uh, going to go home the rest of the week. And I think they stayed till Wednesday, and that was it. So, you know, I hate to see him not have a good run in the super, but, Anytime you got 60 or 70 cars in the pit, it's a little tough to make the show, you know, for, for most guys, much less for Jason Fitzgerald. That's exactly right. First time we've seen him there uh, on a regular show with, with the limited Evolution Speedway Park. First time I can remember in, in a long time. Yeah, this is the first time he's been there in a while. He, he usually shows up for the big shows, but that's about it. But right after Jason Fitzgerald, we'll have Randy Hall. Uh, a lot of people don't realize Randy Hall is a UMP mod driver out of New York. We had him on the show, and we did it live from Volusia. He was a winter national winner at uh, Ocala Speedway this year, and he was also a winner at uh, Dirt Car Nationals and made him uh, available or made him um, have a chance at the 10000 from Alltel, and the fans voted for him, and uh, he received the Alltel $10,000 money, uh, the Alltel All-Star uh, Challenge. So we'll have him on, too, around 8 o'clock, and then a little bit after that we'll have Frankie Lloyd. Yeah, it's going to be a big program. Now, on a lot of our posts we had talked about, Jeep Van Warmer. Jeep, of course, a super late model driver out of Pinconning, Michigan, drives the number 55 for many years. Uh, the guy has accomplished so much in his late model. Uh, picked up the opener at, uh, they, they call it the early bird at Kentucky Lake Motor Speedway. That, of course, is Sherry Heckenass place up in the hills of Kentucky. Beautiful little racetrack. Uh, he picked up the win there Saturday night. and Friday night. Friday night. Loaded the stuff up. He got on an airplane, put the car on a boat, and he is in Australia. 
Well, understandably, Jack Smith doesn't want to have to pay for that phone call, but Jeep Man Wormer is actually waiting for us to get a hold of him. But I know I'm not calling him on my phone. Jack, I don't blame you. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> that's another one of them deals where he's 12 hours in front of us, so even if we wait till around 8.30, yeah, it'll be 8.30 in the morning. He's but just crawling out of bed right now. Yeah, I mean, you can believe it. No, we, we know the sprint cars, uh, sprint car racing in Australia is just wildly popular. Late model racing is gaining ground as well there. I mean, there are a lot of uh, big super late model races that go on uh, down under. I mean, uh, Australia parallels the United States closely when it comes to motorsports. So, unfortunately, uh, like I said, that call's not coming from my studio. Uh, that's going to be some big bucks. So, but, you know, the the thing about it is I, I couldn't understand today. We talked about it being in Australia. There must be something pretty big going on with everything that's happening around. I mean, you got car schools racing a big super late model race at their place this weekend, and the World of Outlaws are at Deep South, which is right across the Alabama state line, right off of Florida, the 510 there. That's this weekend as well. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with, with all the racing going on. Maybe it's something that uh, he's been doing for a couple of years. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, it is interesting. Now, he's not aligned himself with any series for quite a few seasons. Uh, he did more World of Outlaws late model racing last year than he's done in quite a while. Right. So, and they're, of course, uh, uh, very, very soon to open as well. Talk about Ocala Friday night. Uh, you guys had a decent deal over there. You had uh, quite a few race cars packed to place as always. Uh, Ocala was really good on Friday. We had a great show. Um, as we're still still cutting our teeth in it this year and getting our keeping our feet wet a little bit, as you say. You know, we're gonna the late models are back on tap for this weekend coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. I've talked to a couple late model guys that are going to give it a whirl. Uh, you know, for Friday night, and I think it'll be interesting. But you know, as far as last week, we had a good crowd again. We had a we had a good car count. Uh, we had 21 thunderstocks, which was pretty good. Uh, we we usually get about 23, 24, but you got guys that are still building them and things like that. And our four-cylinder class is starting to pick up now. I think we had about 12 cars in that deal, which is pretty good for us because we usually have about 10, maybe 8. But the mini-stock deal was a big hit again. I mean, you're still looking at 12 to 15 cars. We missed the Briggs group. You know, they're not running with us. And I missed him out there. I thought he might be there with his mod, with his modified. But I know that uh, they had uh, the mom had a little surgery or had something going on, and we wish her the best of luck, and uh, we sure missed him out there. This, this car is ready to roll, though, right? He got it modified. He took it out there and practiced with it. I believe it's ready to go. And you know, it's kind of amazing to see his old mini stock is there. They sold it. Um, Mr. Briggs actually hauled it in the gate for the, the guy that's driving it. It's a number 44 blue, and they cut the front fenders. It's like a little mini mod, is what it is. Oh, really? Um, it's really neat to see. But um, we had probably about uh, I think we had about 12 or so of them mini stocks. Nine uh, B. I can't think of this guy's name. He's been running that Volusia for a while. He. Uh, he, he's been running Ocala with us. He told me open at night that that's yellow a yellow car. No, it's uh, actually a white car. Nine nine uh, B used to pit back by by the moors and stuff. He's from over in that area, but he actually picked up the win Friday, and I was real happy to see that. And right now, I can't think of his name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but he's been racing with us at Volusia for a while. He saw him when I seen him the opening week at Ocala. He said he would be at Ocala every week that the mini stocks run. So, you know, I think you'll see a lot more mini stocks start to head that way. You know, with the the deal happening at Volusia where they have six races and six races only, or whatever it might be, but. I've been talking to a few of the guys, and uh, I think you'll see the, the mini-stock car count pick up at Ocala. On Makes night. sense. Yeah. You know, we were getting nine, ten, maybe a dozen cars on a Saturday night at Volusia. The yeah. decision was made in 2009 to drop them right. and run special events. Um, if you guys can, in fact, get 15 or 20, they'll stay on your card. If not, I don't know what kind of evaluation Mike will make. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think we're. I don't. I don't think the mini stock class is the problem right this minute. I think, like I said, I think uh, right now our hobby stock car count's been a little down. And I mean, this isn't is just, it funny? 
this is just my opinion, but I think the, I really think I really think the hobby stock car count is down. They call them street stocks now, whatever they want to call them, but I still think they're down because of the tire change and some of the rule changes. And these are your local racers. These are your guys that work hard all week long. You see what I'm saying? So it's when it comes to putting more money in their cars, people just can't afford it. But Billy, you got 21 Thunderstocks at Ocala Friday. We yeah. got six. Yeah, I, I see. okay. We had what 18 you had, street stocks. You had one car. What did you have? Street stocks. Uh, we had about 12. We had about 15. Uh, see, I don't understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah, but the, the thing about it is, is we only you only you guys only had one car Saturday night that we had Friday night in the Thunderstock. So okay, know, but and I mean, that was Shell. No, it was uh, the 17 car, Augie Burke. Oh, okay. So, so everybody else didn't run Friday night in, in your 21 the, race cars. The six guys you had Saturday night, like I said, you only oh, had only uh, Big Frog. Only Big Frog was the only one that oh, ran with us on Friday night. I, I mean, I I don't want to say I told you so, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think you're going to get them to drive across that force because these are your working guys, man. Most of them's got their stuff set up for Ocala. They like running on Friday, and they make they do other things on Saturday. Correct. You know, and and I mean, I just, I just, you have to sit back and think. Eventually, they'll come over. But you know, the 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 Stonikers came over. They won the last race that that we had at Volusia Speedway Park for the big money. They're not even racing right now. They're racing asphalt. So yeah. right, right, you know, right. I mean, that's they're they're one of the only ones that want to travel them. And you know, Big Frog travel. But oh, yeah, Big Frog told me Friday night that it. He told me after he won it, it just depends on how they did Friday night at Ocala when he was the winner. He said, "I'll be at Volusia tomorrow." But you know, it's just one of them deals. Scott Moore has actually uh, picked up the win on Saturday night in his Thunderstock. Now, this is a brand new race car. Scott graduated out of the four cylinders. His brother, of course, was a mini stock driver and a hobby stock driver. He, he uh, slammed this thing together out of Summerfield, Florida, and he just slayed that six car field. Yeah. And, and you know, you're talking about uh, Dave Bertram Jr., uh, big frog. I mean, the, the protest happened. I don't know, you know, what what came of that. I guess everybody was legal. But, everybody uh, was good. They had a they had a, a little tear down. That you know, just a couple of things they were asking questions about. But I think there was a couple of questions that was asked about stuff they didn't realize that they could run that Steve was running. You know, but in the rules it doesn't say where they can't run it. You know, so I think you'll see a couple of things change in the next couple of weeks on that deal. Look, so I want to we want to hear from you guys on on the, the divisions that we're talking about here, uh, Ocala, Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, maybe you've got some comments on the street stock division, the mini stock division. What can be done? Why such uh, big differences? Why the, the the separation in all these divisions at each racetrack? Uh, it, it's really strange to me. You know, uh, give us a uh, an email at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. That's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Let us know about it. Um, is that all your winners Friday night? I didn't really go over the winners. I just uh, go for it. Go Dave for Barber it. won the modifies on Great Friday night. Great job for Dave, man. Yep. He's finally arrived. Let Great, me tell you. Grady Christian, who was on Inside Florida Racing on Monday, picked up the win Friday and the win on Saturday. Um, don't, don't, I got uh, Saturday. Just don't, don't do me Aug- like that. Augie Bertram picked up the win on Friday in the V8 Thunderstocks. And like I said before, the 9B was your winner in the mini stock. Uh, as far as the four-cylinder, I can't remember the young gentleman's name that was running in the four-cylinders. But, you know, you have to step back and think. Sooner or later, they're going to come out of the woodwork. I think the four cylinders are starting to come around, and I think there's more thunderstocks. I mean, we saw guys that ran thunderstocks last year that wasn't even there Friday night. So I think there's still more cars to be out. But I just really think that with the economy the way it is, I think a lot of people have to work. I mean, Friday's a tough day. You, you have to work on Friday all day long to to, to make it go, and, and and I think that's I think that's a big problem. I agree with you. Dirt World Show at Yahoo.com. Let us know how you feel about these divisions. Dirt World Show at yahoo.com. Maybe you've got an idea. Like Billy said, we'll have Jason Fitzgerald on the line, driver, of course, of the Bobby Labonte Foundation Tire Kingdom Late Model. 
He picked up the win, uh, first ever at Volusia Speedway Park. Jason Davis out of Hawthorne, Florida, puts the modified up front, and it wouldn't look back. Tony Laporta, guy that raced with you guys on uh, Friday night at Ocala, older gentleman, put a Nissan Sentra together, and uh, picked up the win in the four cylinders. Grady Christian, what can you say about this guy? Here we go again for 2009. They are indeed at the top of their game, the pinnacle of their game. Uh, Shane Williams picked up the sportsman win. And, of course, Scott Moore's in the Thunderstocks. You know, talking about Grady Christian, he's picked up a win. I mean, Ocala's been open two weeks. He's won there already. Uh, he picked up the win two weeks ago at Lake City. And now he picked up the win at Volusia Park. So your, your your young season is underway, and he's won at all three tracks already. Yeah. And he told me Friday night, had a big smile on his face. He said, we're not points racing anywhere. He said, we're just going to have fun this year. And I think that makes a whole difference. I think you'll see. The young kid, uh, Bubba, finished second Friday night. I think Bubba's going to win a couple races before it's all said and done. No doubt. Great-looking race car, yeah, too. I think uh, I think uh, Saturday night he had a little push in the car there late, but I think uh, I think you'll see Bubba Christian in victory lane as well. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see Grady right behind him. So, you know, I, I think they got their stuff together and everything. But, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of your hobby stock guys, they pick and choose, and that's what's going to happen. And, and I think that's what Grady's uh, interested in, in, up for this year. You look at Grady and Bubba. Grady, of course, is Bubba's uncle. Um, these cars look, you know, mechanically almost identical. Right. You know, and, and, and that's what Grady talks about in Victory Lane. He says, you know, I know we win a lot of races, but he said it doesn't come without hard work. He said that's all we do is work on this race car. Right. And, and it materializes in him winning and running up front everywhere he goes. So uh, it's unbelievable what Grady Christian's been able to accomplish uh, last year and, of course, this year already off to a big start. And it's not even the fact that Grady is kind of good at one racetrack. I mean, he's able to do this anywhere he goes, North Florida, Ocala, Volusia. So uh, they know about setting the car up. They know what kind of choices to make for different racetracks. And uh, it, it's unreal what well, he can do. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I, like we talked about Friday, and, I, and I'll say it again, I think the biggest scenario with Grady Christian is he's paid his dues, man. Yeah. He's raced. He, I mean, I've seen him on the the, the wrong end of the, of the deal. I mean, he, he, I remember when he used to go out there and run, and they'd tear up or something would break, and, you know, they, they, they ran their second, they ran their third, fourth, fifth, you know, and now I think he just got, they just got their stuff together. I don't, you can't say it's one. I think it's a whole team effort. Sure. You is. know, I say the same thing. You say the same thing about the Stasis. The Stasis are on top of their game. When the Stasis are on top of their game, it's a family affair when, they, when they're all working together. Same thing with the Curves last year. The Curves got involved. The same thing with their with their four-cylinder car. Then they get their mini stock. It seems like when everybody gets together, it's a whole lot better scenario. That's right. You know, when you have, it's kind of like us. When we click together, it, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's what happens there. I think I think I think uh, I think the kid Bubba. I think Bubba, as good as he's getting now, I think it pushes Grady up, and yeah. I think that keeps Grady on his toes. Right. You know. Um, but Bubba's showed a maturity level that I haven't seen yet. Bubba's grown up over the last year. Yes, he has. He's man. grown up over yeah. last year, and, and and I think I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of it has to do with the dad, Chucky, who's who's kind of changed his 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 things around a little bit, and he's kind of relaxed and mellowed out. And I think this is what I think this is what makes the team what it is now. Uh, nothing that not to say there's everything anything ever been wrong with him. When I was at Putnam County a few years ago, their team won the five thousand win race with Mike Tovet driving the car. Yeah. it's a team effort. They yeah. were a team together. And I think that's what you're starting to see now. I think you're starting to see it roll back to like it used to be when it was Tovet and Grady. I think now with Bubba and Grady, I think uh, I think you'll see a lot of wins between them two cars this year. For sure, Grady can win any time he sets in it. But I think if Bubba starts winning, they better hold on, bud. 
Boy, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He's just just days away from that. No but, doubt you know, about the, like I said, this is the, it's the same thing with the Briggs. When the Briggs, you know, when Keith was winning, they all it's a family affair. When they're relaxing and they're having a good time and not worrying on what what when everybody's not worrying about what's going on around them or who's doing this, who's doing that. I think it makes a whole lot better for each other. No doubt. Who are we going to have first? Jason Fitzgerald will be on the line with us first. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's step back just for a quick moment. And uh, it is, of course, uh, quarter till 8 o'clock. And when we come back, as promised, Jacksonville, Florida's the juggernaut, Jason Fitzgerald. We'll be right back. Showtime, Sean Smith, and you're listening to the Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Billy, will you put some dirt on my dog? Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Get back to the action with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. This is Dirt World. Thank you, thank you, Jack. Welcome back to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. We thank everybody taking a few minutes out uh, of their Wednesday night and joining us for the Wednesday night motorsports talk show generated by you, all of our listeners. We want you to email us at DirtWorldShow at Yahoo.com. Let us know what's going on with Billy the Kid. As always, I'm Joe Dirt, and as we promised, young man on the line right now that uh, absolutely brought the field to their knees on Saturday night, driving the Tire Kingdom Bobby Labonte Foundation, sponsored number seven. I think they call you the juggernaut, Mr. Jason Fitzgerald. Jason, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. We, we thank you so much. And uh, uh, just a big one. I mean, Volusia Speedway Park, Billy was talking earlier before the first break how you were with us for the 38th edition of the Alltel Dirt Car Nationals, trying to make some shows in the Super. Man, what a tough road to hoe that is. But you you break out the uh, the limited Saturday night and man you guys just made the right choices there's no doubt. Yeah that uh, that car was actually pretty good I uh, that was actually the third race on that car and we you know we made a bunch of changes to it and really just you know kind of wanted to go down there and see if the thing was gonna be okay or work all right man the thing ended up being real good which I think my my crew did a good job on picking the right tires too I know a lot of the other guys were on 40s and. Uh, we went to the 30s, and I think the tire choice was probably, you know, the right one. But that thing was real good. I was happy with it. 
But now, Jason, at Victory Lane, when we talked, you, you said Dylan Woods, your little buddy. That 26 car was all over you, my man. He was torquing down on you. Lost a little bit of momentum towards the uh, the final green flag run. He kind of washed out of turn number four. It cost him three or four car lengths. Uh, before that, though, he was just nipping at your heels, my friend. But uh, obviously, Dylan made the right tire choice as well. Now, you guys, did you guys know the decisions that each of you made prior to the feature? Yeah, actually, we parked right beside each other, and uh, right. both, both of us were on the same tires. I don't, I'm not quite sure what the rest of them guys were on. I know me and him were on 30, and uh, actually, you know, like I said the night when he was out in the lead, by the time I got the second, I'm not quite sure I'd have got around him because the track had started taking rubber. But um, you know, I, I got a little lucky there on that restart and got by him, and all I could do was just hope to hold him off at that point. You know, this so far this season. Hasn't really been too bad. You was the man at Screven for the opening uh, National A-Mall Sportsman Series race. When I say he was the man, I was at Disney World. My phone's ringing, and they said, everybody said to me, you should see this thing haul the mail. So you had a pretty good piece from the beginning. Yeah, we uh, our super late model program didn't really go that well, but we were actually in a car of our own that probably, well, I know it needs a little more test time, but our steel motor stuff has actually been pretty good so far, man. I can't complain. I mean, we worked extremely hard over the winter and made some changes and, you know, just try to do what we thought might work. And, man, so far I, I feel very fortunate and I can't complain a bit. We're uh, we're having a lot of luck right now. Winter at Scriven for the inaugural race and then you finished uh, third at the United Dirtley Mall Challenge Series first race and then this week to pick up the opening win at uh, Volusia Square Park you know, that, like you said, that's that's a pretty good role you're on. But, you know, I know you don't want it to end. I know you're going to Savannah Saturday. What would it mean to win the first two National Eight Model races? That'd be pretty good for us if we can do it. Uh, we're uh, I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna go trying for sure. I'm not gonna give up. But that's kind of how this racing is, man. You got to. Uh, I mean, we were good last weekend, but when we left the racetrack that night, was over. You know. So. All right. Focus. Hope to be. Hope to be uh, in the ballpark when we get there this week. So, we'll see Jason, you, you've primarily kept yourself north of Central Florida in your racing career. Tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, where you started, and uh, just how this whole deal came together. I mean, uh, certainly your accomplishments up at uh, you know in the northern uh, Florida and of course uh, South Georgia stand alone. However, talk about how this thing all got going. Well, we uh, actually I started racing. Shoot, man, in the '93 out at Jack's Raceways in a modified and racing Dino there and that Lake City a bunch. Never really did travel a whole lot, and uh, we, we did pretty well in the modifieds. And then, you know, slowly got into the late models and had some pretty good success there when I drove for Timmy Carter and uh, ended up going and driving for a couple other different people and uh, ended up actually, you know, ran a little bit of super late model stuff back, you know, back in the years i guess i forget you know how long ago it was it was quite some time ago and took a couple of years off and went and uh crew chief for earl pearson and learned a lot more and uh you know learned how to watch these racetrack stuff and ended up having to come home going to be a daddy and uh you know my talked to merle mixon he was a friend of mine for a long time and he had some cars sitting there and nobody driving them and you know one thing led to another and we got together and 
here we are today, you know, trying to make something happen. So I, I tell you something that a lot of people don't know, and I'll let you spill the beans to them. You are a former track champion at a racetrack in Central Florida. And a yeah. lot of people don't realize that. Putnam County. <laughs> you were the, weren't you the late model champ there one year? Yeah, yeah, they uh, they actually, I forget, man, man, I can't believe I forget the fellow's name that was running it, but he had a really good thing going there at one point. Was Bob Potter? Bob Potter at the time? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. He uh, was running late models, and you averaged about, you had a you had a good, that's when he had, was having a good car count. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah, he was averaging about 20, 25 cars a week. All the guys were coming from Tampa and everywhere and Georgia. That was, uh, yeah, we had an awesome year. I mean, I forget how many races we actually run, I think it was we won like 10 out of 12 or something like that before they shut it all down. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it was a good year for us back then. So. How much did, like you said, you watch the track now and when you was helping Earl, how much influence has Earl been with you since you started driving? How much does he, does he, has he helped you? I know every time that you guys go to a super late model race together, you guys usually pit together. How much is an influence how much of an influence has he been to you? Ah, man, he's pretty big actually. Uh I mean even before I went to work for him, me and him's been, you know, good friends for years. When I when I first started driving late models years ago, uh, he was a big influence back then. I mean, a lot of people didn't really know it, but he would you know, he'd come to the shop, help me out, leave me notes and just try to help me along the way and uh He's always been like that with me, you know. Uh, me and him, you know, get along extremely well and work good together, good friends, you know, me and uh, the guys that work up there with him. And matter of fact, I talk to him today on the way home. I usually try to talk to him at least three or four times a week. And, you know, I, I still give him advice, and he gives me a lot more advice. So, yeah, he's uh, he helps me out there quite a bit. I know from talking to Earl, we've had him on both our programs um uh, I know from talking to Earl, he's got a lot of respect for you, and he always has. And I mean, I don't, I'm sure that falls back to the relationship you and him had for a while. But uh, man, you're, you're you're a Lucas Oil champion as well as him as a crew chief. Yeah, he had he was behind the wheel of that deal. He had the hard part, uh, right? But yeah, man, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm fortunate to to do the things I've done. You know, we won. Two championships the two years I was there, and one in the World 100, a bunch of big, you know, big races, and had a lot of good times together. But uh, yeah, it's uh, he's helped me out a lot, and you know, like you said, I, I respect him, and I always will, and, uh, and a lot of people around me. I mean, it's not not just him that's helped me up there. There's a bunch of people, you know, the list could go on and on. But it's uh, it's been a long road, but we've had a lot of fun with it. I'm pretty good friends with Ronnie. Your your crew chief now and uh, man he's one of the best one to have in your corner. How's that? How's that? How's that relationship? Is it you know I, I know you and him get along like two brothers now. You know he is one of the best there is. I know that for sure. Yeah, actually a lot of people don't know that Ronnie's actually my uncle. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's actually my uncle and he's been with me man since day one. Actually, he uh his race car. I mean, a modified was the first modified I'd ever driven, you know, in hot laps. And uh, okay. I remember over, it was the asphalt cart Lake City, and then I got that thing. I thought I was flying until about four of them passed me on the outside, going about six <laughs> miles an hour faster than I was. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been with me since day one. 
every weekend he's with me at the racetrack, you know, and uh, he's extremely good help. You know, if you need anything done, he gets in there and does it. We got a good relationship, and uh, me and him and, and Merle works hard, and I got a new guy on my team this year, Eric Fullwood. He uh, he used to be Billy Drake's crew chief for the last couple of years. So right. Nice. We got him on there to take a little little work pressure off of, off of me uh, during the week, and everybody's clicking, and cars are good, and, man, everything's going great. I hope it keeps going. So Merle, as a car owner, is not a bad one either. Merle's a great guy. He always has he always has been. Um, he always puts the best equipment or has the best equipment that you can get because he wants to win just as much as everybody else, you know, as a car owner. But Merle's a great guy too, man. I couldn't ask for a better one, man. He's, he's around every day. He's got input. Like I said, he gives me the best equipment, the best opportunities to go out there and run good. And last year, you know, we went out on the road. You know, he went out on a limb with me. Heck, I hadn't driven a race car in probably three years. And, uh, you know, I come home, and he decides to take me on the road to do the Southern All-Stars thing. And, you know, that right there says a lot, you know. Right. He enjoys it, and I'm really, really fortunate to uh, be a part of his operation, you know, him, him and his wife. We're talking to Jason Fitzgerald, the driver of the entire kingdom, Bobby Labonte Foundation, sponsored number seven, uh, inaugural winner of the 2009 season at Volusia Speedway Park in that late model. If you got a question or comment for Jason, give us an email at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Jason, obviously your involvement with Earl Pearson Jr. over the years, crew chiefing and, of course, developing that friendship, that led to, of course, the sponsorship opportunity with Bobby Labonte. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I tell you what, old Bobby, he's a he's a character. I don't you know, I don't know if y'all have met him or maybe you'll get the opportunity to, but he is. But you know, Bobby's pretty somber and and pretty stoic out in public. I think you really got to get to know Bobby Labonte. <laughs> yeah, he well, he's just them guys are so busy, man. But you know, when you get them when they're at that racetrack and stuff, and they got them cameras, I mean. They they really are nice people, you know. They're just there to do their job. But man, when he, he old Bobby's like a kid in a candy store. He would uh, and he'd come downstairs to shop every day and visit with us, cut up. And he just he's an extremely good guy. I mean, he he was he was my boss when I was there, but he was also you know all of our friends and still is a friend today. I mean, I can call him today and just talk to him when he's not testing somewhere or something. But I mean, he uh. I, I gained a pretty good friend there, you know, and uh, he uh, when I he found out I had to leave, you know, I didn't want to leave and he didn't want to leave, but you know they knew I had to go and uh, he heard I was going to be driving and decided to help us out a little bit there with his uh, with the foundation, you know, and um, I'm glad that we could uh, carry the carry the name, you know, hopefully it you know, raises awareness for people, you know, to help the needy families and stuff like that. It's a it's a pretty good charity he's got going on there, so. I'm glad we could uh, be a part of it for old Bobby. He's, he's a good old boy. Now, you, last year, Tire Kingdom came on board with you. Are they going to be on board with you again this year? Or? They uh, they're actually were with us last year, and due to the economy situations and stuff like that, they uh, they backed off of us this year. They were sponsoring actually us and some drag cars and stuff like that, from what I understand, and. Uh, they shut everybody down for a little while, you know, getting nervous with the economy, and I understand that. Uh, 
they were extremely good to us, and they were really you know, happy with us. They just did what they had to do, and I understand that. Uh, I mean, I still got them on a couple of my cars, um, you know, just to kind of say, hey. That's what it's about. Because they can't be with you right now. You know, I'm not going to go out and just rip them right off the car. That's not what it's exactly. about. Exactly. Yep. Hopefully that's what it's when, about, too, because if all it takes is for one representative to see that it's still on there, and if they know that there's nothing going on, that shows that you have held up your obligation even after the obligation was over, and I think I think that's a class move. And we're still in contact with them, and, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, you know, or however long it takes, they'll be doing well and want to get back into it. Maybe we'll be one of the first choices. So it's, uh, I think it all works out in the end, you know. Jason, tell these people now off the air. We were asking you a couple of questions about your intentions for 2009. Tell these listeners what uh, where they can see you and, and what you guys are kind of throwing around there. Well, uh, what, what we got going on is you know basically when we started the year, we just kind of want to run for money. I mean, we got wrapped up in the Southern All Stars Championship deal last year and trying to get the Rookie of the Year, and it's it's a good deal, but. There's a lot of times when you drive by Brunswick or, or so that's paying three or five thousand when you know one of the uh, United races or national you know whatever it may be to go to Cleveland Tennessee for a one day show for a five thousand and um, yeah. the way times are right now and business is going it's just I think it's, we agree that's a lot smarter for us to stay close to the house and just kind of race for money you know whether it be a national race or a united race or a lucas oil race that comes close or whatever it may be and just kind of race for money but um i tell you with the uh with the united series and the national late mile series with their points deal i mean if the guy could get it right you could you could actually make about i guess it's what twenty five thousand if you can win them it's actually going to be more than that once yeah. billy gets done with it it's going to be a well, lot more than that <laughs> well there you go there you go that's even more but you know that. if 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 anybody's done their homework, like I know you guys have, because we talked off the air, and, um, one driver could very well win all three championships here. You could very well win the National Late Mall Sportsman Championship, the United Dirt Late Mall Challenge Series Championship, and as well as the Brunswick Championship that's going to pay 10000 as Frankie's announced he's going to pay 10000 because none of our schedule conflicts with Brunswick. I think only one or two races with Ray conflicts, and they're trying to work that out at the end of the year. But I will tell you, we have one race the same night as Ray, but I know Ray has one drop race, and I'd be willing to bet you before it's all said and done, we'll have one drop race as well. So that way, I mean, they're first, it's a long way down the line that before that happens, but people will be able to choose, and you'll be able to take your worst one and drop. So if you decide you want to hit Screvin the night we run that Screvin, or you decide you want to go to Albany and run the National 8 model race, the choice will be up to you. That's what it's about. The whole situation got put together so way people could pick and choose and run all three where the money's at where the money's going to be, and look at the big picture. Because right now, if, as long as things stay the way we are, our championship right now should be about 22000 plus whatever Ray plays, which is about ten or 15000 There's 30000 plus the 10000 that Brunson's going to play. That's $40,000. That's a pretty good payday for a local guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of why we're uh, racing where we're racing. You know, right now it's working out for us you know, pretty good. But like you say, I mean, it's, if the guy can can keep his stuff together there, he's got a good shot at some really good money all within four hours from the house. So it, we made that decision earlier in the year, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not going to say 100 percent that we're going to run for both championships or maybe even all three. But you know if I had to take my guess right now, 
Yeah, we probably will. You know what I mean? Uh, it's all about trying to trying to win as much money as we can and, and still have fun too. So we'll uh, don't wear yourself out. That's the key. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, right now everything's going good, and we're gonna we're going to uh, hit as many of them as we possibly can. I can say that. Well, Jason Fitzgerald, congratulations from all of us here at Dirt World on your early success. Here in 2009, of course, most recently, Saturday night at Volusia Speedway Park. Man, what a pleasure it's been to have you on Dirt World tonight, man. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Give us a, we'll give you a call or give us a call anytime, and we wish you the best of luck this Saturday at Savannah. All right. Thank you very much. Hope to see you Friday at Ocala as well. And, uh, Fitzgerald, good luck, buddy. Thank you, bud. We'll talk you, Jason. Uh, that's what it's about. That's what it was designed for, these three series, including Frankie. This is how it was designed for a guy like Jason to run for these championships. There's somebody that gets it. It took a little bit of work to get the schedules right, and uh, Jack Smith could be a witness on that. That's something that we worked on and a couple things that I worked on to get it right because, you know, I think with the economy the way it is, I said it before, Jason Fitzgerald won the first race at Scriven. That's 3000 in the back pocket. Okay? If, say, he knocks down four more wins at 3000 apiece, that's 12000 if he wins your championship and it pays ten thousand, I don't know what race race championship paid, but say it pays ten thousand. There's another ten thousand. There's twenty two thousand he's made right there. If he knocks down three or four races with us at three thousand apiece, there's another twelve thousand. There's thirty four grand. If he happens to knock down a couple wins at at Brunswick, at whatever they're paying to win that deal, you know, whatever they're paying to win nightly, say let's just say twelve hundred to win. If he knocks down say three of them, there's thirty six hundred. He's at forty. He's at forty grand. Yeah, man. And he, he and, and he still he still got a chance to pick up another thirty thousand. There's a I'm telling you right now, one local driver could very well knock down the three digit hundred thousand dollar mark this year. It could happen. Jason's not the only guy trying it. Look at Mark Whitener. He yeah. plans on doing the same exact thing. Yeah, Whitener didn't make he didn't run the first show at the, the first national eight mile sportsman show. And when I talked to Whitener today, they said they're probably not going to go to Savannah either. But you know that's one of them deals where I'm telling you what's going to happen when people start realizing that they can run all three deals. You'll see them start packing. You can it. run United, you can run National Eight Mile, and you can run Brunswick. You know, don't get me wrong. As you get further and further along, and you realize that you're not in the points in this deal, you'll still travel with them because of the money they're going to pay. Of course. And there's no conflict. You're sitting at home on Friday, going, "Well, do I go here and run with Ray? Do I go here and run with Ken? What do I do?" There ain't no. You don't. You don't have a choice on, on Friday. You have one choice. You don't, not until later in the season will there be a choice where you'll have to make either you're going to go to Albany or you're going to go to Scriven. Other than that, it used to be you sat at home on Thursday going, where do I go this week? It's wide open. Yeah, and, and it's not going to be like that. And it's the same way, too. When we're not racing, you can go to Brunswick, you can go to Volusia, you can do whatever you want to do. That's exactly right. Hey, Frank and Chris Prouty are listening to Dirt World. Hello to the Prouties. And when we come back, we're going to go to their home state, only in New York. Check in with the 2009 Alltel All-Star winner, Randy Hall. We'll be right back. I wish you put some dirt on something. I don't care what. Just do something for a change. Thank you. This is Doughboy Williams. You listen to you listen to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World uh, on Real Racing USA. Billy, please put dirt on something and get off your butt and do something. Go ahead. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play, coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, mother... Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Real Racing USA, and you're listening to Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Welcome back to Dirt World here on RealRacingUSA.com. Thank you so much, Jack, uh, pressing all the right buttons in the control room. With Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt, as always, on our Wednesday night motor sports talk show offering. And, of course, as promised, driver that picked up the cool $10,000, he is the 2009 Altel All-Star. And you, the fans, voted him in on that. Ladies and gentlemen, checking in from Olean, New York, driver of the number 10 modified, Randy Hall. Randy, good evening, sir. Well, thanks for having me on the show tonight. It's really our pleasure, man. I'll He's tell no you, rookie to this, Joe. No, we not. We the live edition. <laughs> That's exactly well, right, I talked man. to him last night on the phone. I talked to him and said something about having him on again. He goes, what do you mean, have me on again? You didn't want to have all them young kids that was in the room with us that day? I said, no, we want to have you on. <laughs> Randy, a, a lot of people just, I mean, you came, you turned some heads. I mean, let's face it, you didn't make many trips to Florida in the past. I mean, you were enjoying a very successful career, uh, starting in the Modified way back in 1997, and, uh, of course, just having such successful uh, uh, seasons up in the northeastern United States. And you, you finally dusted that thing off. You brought it down to Florida for the winter. Debuted, excuse me, debuted at Ocala, where you just slayed Kenny Wallace, and then of course you roll across the Ocala National Forest to Volusia Speedway Park, and what more can be said, man? You obviously had such an impact on these people that they voted you the Altel All Star. And, and and let me just keep going here, Billy. This is uh, against guys uh, Donnie Shots, Daryl Lanigan, and on and on. There were several drivers. Josh Richards. Josh Richards. Steve yeah. Francis. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Austin Dillon. I mean, let's talk about these kids. But, but Randy, I mean, what Stevie an impact. Smith. Yeah, what an impact you had on them down here, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you look at the rundown you just said, I mean, I'm just honored to be on the list with them guys. I mean, um, and then to have have the fans, you know, all over the country vote for us and I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty strong up here in the Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania corner that we're in up here. But, uh, you know, I mean, I appreciate everybody up here voting for us, but I know it, it comes from everybody across the country. And, and I don't know if it's just because we're the underdog or, or what the deal was, but uh, it definitely was appreciated, and, and uh, we got her done. Do you actually do you actually get an extra $1,000 as well? No, I think that actually went <clears throat> just to the other classes that didn't get the – didn't get the ten thousand. How, so. how they did that was people don't understand is if you didn't win and you were the highest vote getter in the division, right. like in the mod, you get a you get a thousand. I was going to say now that might be pretty good. Eleven G's. Yeah, right. To be right. honest, I mean you think about it for a second, and, and, and let's talk about it now, Randy. You weren't coming to Florida, right? Right. You you weren't coming to Florida. You weren't coming down here, and you came down here and you won two races. You ran pretty good. 
where you were at Volusia and at Ocala. And you, I mean, don't get me wrong, you knocked down a big win at, at Ocala, you knocked down a big win at Volusia, but man, that win at Volusia is huge for that 10G. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's what I mean. That's that's what made it for us. But uh, you know, Florida's a funny deal because you can. I mean, we had a real good year this year going down, and, and uh, you know, you go down there, and, and uh, we actually paid for the trip, you know, with our winnings and everything, then come home and get that ten grand. I mean, that's just a bonus for us, and we're going to end up getting a new a new frame and uh, freshening the motor, so that's definitely going to help us out. But on the other hand, I mean, you can also go down there and, and come home, and it can kind of hurt your program when you start out up here, you know, as far as uh, being in a hole a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's always it's always fun to go down there and shake the bugs out of the car and, 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 and the driver and, it's uh, definitely an advantage when you come back up here and, and go racing because you're one step ahead of the competition. I had never really, I mean, I know you've been to Volusia before for Dirt Car Nationals or for Winter Nationals, whatever it was at the time. But, you know, before this year, you never really heard of Randy Hall. But the three days at Ocala, we heard of you. <laughs> Some guy walking around the pit area, one of your crew members walking around the pit area, one of the guys affiliated with you went around telling all the modified guys, we're going to whoop y'all for it's over, and you did. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that's actually my biggest sponsor, and if it wasn't for him, you know, I definitely wouldn't have been down there. And, and he went down and got some money out of some Indians in South Lake in New York there and smoke shops, and, and it's all appreciated. But, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, that's not – I didn't like him really running around bragging up to some of them guys because, I mean, they're, they're the – But best. you couldn't do nothing about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we, uh, we did what we had to do, and, and – uh, you know, I kind of got a kick out of Kenny Wallace when he got out of the car, and he said, this boy just whooped up on us, and I don't even know his name, you know. So that was kind of a good He knew your name because his sponsor was in his pit every day before going, you're ours tonight, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, I was I was standing at Steve Arpin's pit when he said the same thing. Walter Steve Arpin goes, that Ken car is going to whoop you tonight. That was Friday night, but Steve didn't run on Saturday, but I didn't think it mattered who ran you. You had him pretty much covered on Saturday night. Yeah, we were good, you know, and, and the thing is, I mean, you know, I've said it before, you know, when you go down here and you run against such good competition, sooner or later you're going to get a break. You know, and we got a break. We started on pole up in Ocala there, and uh, we were we were running our own race. You know, I was right around the bottom, and, and uh, little did I know that Kenny was coming on the outside, and he was going to probably get ready to bag us and caution come out. And, you know, my crew guys told me where I needed to be, so we made some adjustments there, and I moved up the racetrack, and, and Kenny got underneath me a few times, but the top was the place to be, and, and uh, it was a real good race, and, I think all the fans enjoyed it and everything. It was a little bit chilly them nights, but um, it did eventually warm up down here, and we really had a good time. Well, I know off the air I told you just how nice it was down here today. We've had uh, five straight days of 85-plus. Uh, it's dry. It's it's absolutely gorgeous, man. So, uh, um, you know, we, we miss you. Put it to you that way, Randy. Yeah, Load it up and bring it for Saturday night show. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could. Hey. Yeah, well, well, yeah, Volusia's open, dude. We yeah. we opened last week. We're 500. <laughs> well, we, we're supposed to run down in uh, Mercer, Pennsylvania, March 28th, but the way we've been getting hammered with rain and the cold weather up here, I don't see it going to happen, but you never know. But, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely nice to get that long season and get a lot of seat time. It, it definitely helps out. Tell, tell us what you'll do during the regular season. Where, will you run points anywhere? Will you just pick and choose and run what you want? or? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and, and, you know, of course, when you start out, you like to win a points championship, and, you know, we bagged a bunch of them now, and, and uh, uh, you know, actually local racing up here is hurting a little bit, um, you know, and uh, with the economy and everything, so the tracks have cut it down to like a six and eight eight race schedule, so we're going to do two tracks that run those races, and then uh, there's a nice little series that pays 
anywhere from like a thousand to three thousand. He's got like eight shows, and um, that's UEMS, and, and uh, he's really plugging along. So that's going to be good for us. We're going to follow that. We won the points last year in that deal. So, and then some other specials will will pop up in Pennsylvania and Ohio, and we'll do them. And you know, when I used to run IMCA, we'd probably do like sixty races a year. This year, I see like maybe thirty-five, and, and you know that'll be good. We'll try to stay on top of the maintenance and everything, and, and if we can be a little bit more. Um, productive on the results it'll be better for us in the long run and, and you know you're talking about some of these tracks up there struggling six or eight shows folks that are listening tonight listen to randy hall uh we're still blessed here in the south as as bad as you think your short track might be struggling i guarantee you every track in florida is running more than six or eight shows so uh just take heed to that and, and just kind of uh feel what they're feeling up north there this is far reaching so uh we got to do everything we can to reel it in. Randy, you talked about your IMCA career, and uh, I had a, <clears throat> excuse me, I had an opportunity several years ago to actually go up and and do the TV for the IMCA Super Nationals up at Boone Speedway. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing event right there. And if you're a modified driver listening, you know what this event is all about. And uh, that certainly stands alone in one of my greatest experiences on any any racing level ever. Uh, we were there for the entire event. We put it on Fox Sports Net. It was absolutely amazing. And the fact that you are the only driver from the state of New York ever to qualify for the Super Nationals, I know you've got that on your website, and that is quite an accomplishment. Explain to people just how big that is. Well, I, I really see you got to go out there and see it for yourself, and it's well worth it. It's, uh, you know, when we went out, there was over 400 modifieds alone trying to qualify for 33 spots. And uh, we went out four years, and, and we made it in twice, and uh, – you know, there's just so many cars, and then of course they run some other classes. So I think they're getting six, seven hundred cars in the pits, and it's a, uh, it's a hell of a prestigious race. I mean, it doesn't. I think it, I think it pays like two grand to win. You know, but, yeah, not much. Four hundred yeah. cars. Yeah, but but then again, I think it's you know at the time it was like eight or ten bucks to get in the pits or so. You know, what I mean, the, the cost sure. was real down, but uh, um, you know, it was great. But we we took in. Uh, you know, we tried to move on and get up to the UMP level and uh, EMODs, what they run around here, but basically the same as UMP. And, you know, we go down to Volusion, there's uh, 80 or 90 cars, and and uh, <clears throat> not knocking the IMCA guys, but I think them UMP, the, the competition, even with 90 cars at Volusia, it's tough. I mean, the best of the best are down there. And uh, um, But, it, you know, it's all fun. It's all racing. It's, it's uh, you know, just what you can afford and what you want to do. So, Randy, the IMCA and the UMP, to tell a couple of guys that really don't know anything about, well, I know I don't know anything about a race car, Billy will tell you different, but the IMCA and the UMP modified, they are just miles apart, correct? They're not as equal as everybody thinks. Um, I don't know how, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, technology has a lot to do with this part. I mean, the, the frames are pretty much, I mean, similar. There might be some little changes, but, you know, IMCA's got the engine claimer and, I, nowadays it right. might even be an exchange. I haven't paid much attention to it, but uh, you know, so so these uh, UMP mod cars. I mean, they might be pushing six fifty to seven hundred horse, and an IMCA guy that can lose it um, after he finishes in the top three or four. You know, he might be down around you know five hundred five fifty. But I think a lot of it is the tire. Um, the UMP e mods are on such a better tire that you can actually hook up a lot more power. Versus so the IMCA it's, tire. It's the American racer for IMCA versus Hoosier for UMP, that simple. 
Well, actually, I think they went to Hoosier came out with a tire, but it's similar to the American Racer um, right. last year. But it's a real hard, I mean, I think a drama is like 65 versus, you know, something we might be running is like down around 50 or something. But uh, gotcha. um, I think they actually use the same tire on dirt and asphalt on the IMCA cars. You know, we, we talked about we have a couple guys that, that uh, come to Florida every year. They're from New York. And uh, after you won that deal at Ocala the first night, uh, we go back, go back to Volusia and we're over there and one of the guys goes, and Randy Hall is pretty good, and I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah, he won Saturday night. That was a good run. He outrun Kenny Wallace." Gus says, "No, I'm from New York. He's one of the best market drivers <laughs> in the state of He was telling you how good. Yeah, he was. I, yeah, yeah. I thought he, he wasn't making a comment. Yeah, no, I thought he was just talking about because you won. He was a, making a statement. Yeah, because you won at Ocala, you know, and you beat Kenny Wallace. I said, "Well, yeah, I was glad to see him. He ran, you know, ran pretty good." And he said, "No, no, no, this guy's good." Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely always helped us, you know, going to Florida and, and getting that. You know, extra racing and coming back, but you know the the way things are now with the internet and, and technology. I mean, it's hard to get a lot of an advantage. I mean, guys can pick up the phone or they can look on the internet and they pretty much know what what the guy wants Saturday night. What you know, what he had on for tires and what he had on for suspension and and uh, so the competition's getting tougher up here, um, which is good because I think it makes our team a better team. So when we do travel. Um, we're used to it and, and prepared for the challenges. Randy, you started in the uh, quad racing, moved into the street stocks, now modified. Are you are you considering late model racing, or why never a big block? Well, you know, the, the location that we're in, I'm really right in between um, late models and, and the dirt uh, big block or small block modifieds. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe at one time, a couple years down the road, uh, the late model um, would be the place to go. But actually, like I said, with the economy, they actually pretty much did away with the opens around here. They bring them in for a couple specials. They're really pushing the crates hard, um, which I thought they would go over. And, and I did race a crate a couple times um, two years ago. But I just like that the open wheel where you got you know unlimited horsepower and that small tire, and I think it just makes a better driver out of you versus you know limited horsepower and a bigger tire. Um, so it's kind of just, I mean, with this, I think this open wheel modified deal is actually getting stronger up here. Um, you know, like I said, they got a couple 3,000 win races, a couple five. So I think there's some real good racing to do right in our backyard with the way they're paying out. So we want to say thanks for taking a few minutes, and we want to say congratulations on knocking down the all-tell money. But what we wanted to tell you was get out there and shovel some snow, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot for rubbing that in. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, there's Randy Hall. We want to we want to say, man, we appreciate you being on with us. We know we had you on before, but you know this all tail deal is a big deal to beat out the guys that you beat out, and uh, you know we want to say congratulations, and we hope you have a Definitely. very successful season, and we'll see you next year. We hope. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, and you know, and it's. Uh, you know that all tell deal. I, I, you know, I feel a little bit better if we went out and actually ran a race and beat beat some good guys. But here, uh, you know, we just kind of sat back and it was out of our control. But you know, we ended up beating some good guys. So come on, Randy, don't do that, man. It doesn't matter. You know, you you won a race that puts you in the voting. And, yeah. And you know, there's so many there's internet polls down here in Florida, and the controversy is very recent over the last couple of months that you know people are are are, are rigging the voting. Take comfort in the fact of knowing that you, in fact, 
and have every one of those votes validly via text message. There's no way to do this right. uh, where it's, it's any kind of underhanded or sneaky deal. You've done this, man, and, and, and you earned it. You can, you know, we want to congratulate you. And, man, you don't even realize how many fans you picked up down in Florida here. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And, and like I said, it's strong up here because the last, I think the last two winners came out of uh, Pennsylvania and uh, maybe just this side in New York and within an hour and a half from us. So, I mean. Last year, uh, Hess was the winner. Dave yeah. Jr., that's right. Yep, he was about an hour and a half from me, and then I think Mike Knight won the late model deal when they traveled up through Ohio there. So, Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's the fans up here are unbelievable strong, and, and uh, we, you know, we appreciate everything everybody did for us. What a pleasure to have you on Dirt World. Uh, Randy, you can hear this interview uh, tomorrow. Just go to realracingusa.com and uh, click on our shows. You'll see Dirt World, and uh, it'll be archived. So if you, if you want to... Uh, you know, have your sponsor download that onto a CD and, and go play it in the pits at your next race. You're welcome to do it. Well, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that, and then uh, hopefully we will see you guys down there next year. Hope so, Randy Hall. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Yep. Randy Hall from Olean, New York. Dude is so modest. Doesn't think he deserves that, Tim Gray. Well, Hess, you know, Hess said the same thing last he year. Uh, but you don't, you know, the biggest thing is, is the best thing about it is that a lot of people like to vote for the underdog. I mean, let's face it. Does Donnie Schatz, does his team need the money? It's Tony Stewart. Does of course Joey Saldano's team need the money? No, of course not. Stevie Smith, does his team need the money? He's got his Zemco, please. That's all I mean, they got is money. Jared Landers, is, he was he was hot every every race at, at Jared's hooked up now with Childers yeah. and Mark Martin. He's I mean, good. Does he need it? Austin Dillon, we had to know that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Josh, and, and I'm not saying anything <laughs> about it. You're talking about the money that's behind him. Same thing with Josh Richards. Same thing with Steve Francis. Absolutely. You know, out of all, out of all the people, out of all the people that was in the deal, everybody, I guarantee you, from the day one, everybody sat in the pit in the grandstand and said, "This guy ain't got a prayer to win this money." Yeah. And look who won it. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, he slaughtered them, but twenty-eight percent of the votes. I know. Yeah, he didn't just get votes. He slaughtered. But the the, the biggest thing was, I knew he was leading it because they tell us every day who was ahead. And right. I mean, as soon as they found out about it, he called home, and people started people started texting and, and voting, and that's what it's about. He had the advantage on everybody because when he won, he called and people voted. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Sure. Well, from only in New York, we're going to head on down the Eastern Seaboard. When we come back, we'll talk to the owner of Brunswick, Georgia's Golden Isle Speedway, Frankie Lloyd. We'll be right back. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. This is Dirt World. Thank you so much. We are back on Wednesday, March, is it the 11th already? March 11th. 2009. I am Joe Dirt with my good friend Billy the Kid, trying to get a hold of Frankie Lloyd. Got the answering machine, so... Uh, of course, we want to talk about the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series appearance coming up at the end of this month, and uh, I'll tell you what, we'll have him on next Wednesday for sure. we got a couple of weeks till we can have him on, but, you know, this is Dirt World, and uh, I did some dirt racing. This yes, at a big old racetrack, and of course, I was on my motorcycle for the almost the entire week, certainly the whole weekend, and uh, you, you did do some dirt racing. Take us through it. Did you see me? No. As a matter of fact, the ticket for that event was 45 bucks. So we went ahead and just I'll put your outside. name on the list. Oh, I didn't know I was I had a credential. Yeah. Man. Finished Thursday night EMA Supercross, yep, Daytona yep, International. Yep. Chad Chad Reed, of course, picked up the win. Yeah, he passed me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the last lap pass? No. It was, now you only went down a couple of times. I fell down fell down twice, but that tells you how good my bike was. I made it back to third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Do you have photographs? Yeah, I got some photographs, and I'll be signing them. Uh, Right after this show's over. Right out front of Joe's house. <laughs> hey, Why y'all think I'm kidding? <laughs> hey, that was a big deal over there at Daytona, man, the Supercross. It Why really was. Why y'all think I'm kidding? Y'all didn't see me? Travis Pastrana actually uh, designed the course. Chad Reed did win, like I said. But the big story, of course, uh, James Stewart, Bubba Stewart, who uh, won the Kawasaki Championships in the AMA Supercross, moving on to, uh, what is it, a Yamaha now he's driving? But uh, big changes there. I mean, he kind of moved out no. of the Kawasaki factory. I, I couldn't tell you what kind of was. He went by me too fast. Yeah, yeah. Bike week was good, though. Yeah. Uh, the AMA Amateur Series actually raced at Volusia last week. They did a Monday and or Tuesday and Wednesday. They raced uh, the flat track bikes on the half mile. And then Wednesday, they went over to the little go-kart track and raced them. That's a first. Yeah. You know, if you want to get out and see some dirt racing this week, Ocala Speedway Friday night. The late malls are back in town. Also, the World of Outlaw Late Models will be at Deep South Speedway, which is uh, right across the Alabama state line on, Texas. Uh, off of I-10. No, it's in Alabama, Deep South. No, their next race is Texas. Deep South this weekend, but hmm. Oh, no, you're, you know what? I apologize. You were right. I beg your pardon. I know, because Tyler Irish said he was going. I beg your pardon. You're right. Maybe he's all in the Texas. No, no, no. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. They are going to Texas uh, for the first time. I think it's called Mid-State or something like that. Nonetheless, yeah. you're right. You're I want right. to see some dirt racing on Sunday, so I'm going to go to Gainesville to the Gator Nationals, so and I'm going to throw me a, a, a handful of dirt on the track just so, so I can see it go down. Hey, Billy, I was out there today, man. Oh, dude, I wish I could go. Gosh, I wish I could go. Man, I, they are rolled in there. They're all set up, and they an are an hour and a half away. Go. How do you miss it? It's the only time they come to the state of Florida. I know. I know. But, no, I did not see John, John Force. We're going to have John Force on the show next week. But he, I did see I'm going to throw a handful of dirt on the racetrack. When John Force goes down, he becomes a dirt racer. <laughs> hey, tell me about, and look, I know it's dirt world, but I'm going to delve into a little bit of NHRA here, if you'll allow it. Full throttle. Full throttle. I want to know, who's this driver driving for the snake in the top fueler? Uh, Murphy, something. He's a young kid they picked up. He hasn't been too bad. Um, actually, uh, Dixon's driving for... Uh, Alan Johnson now. Right, right, right. They didn't that. make the first show, but they did good the second go-around. But uh, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of different faces, a lot of different names. Uh, you know, a lot of people questioning John Force. I think John yeah. Force is, don't get me wrong, he, he, you don't get any younger. Uh, right. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he's still a great name, and I think the one of the main reasons why he's still racing is because it draws people. Sure it does. 
Sure it does. Ashley enjoyed some success back in 2008. We'll watch for her in 2009. We thank Jason Fitzgerald for joining us tonight out of Jacksonville, Florida, and certainly Randy Hall. Frank and Chris Prouty listening in out of uh, Lake County, Florida. Uh, you'll see them Friday night at Ocala Speedway if they get that uh, modified. No mods this week, late mods. No mods, okay. Volusia Speedway Park's back in action. We'll have Fast Lane 5 racing. Everything except the sportsmen. That means we'll have the late models, the modifieds, the street stocks, the thunder stocks, and the four cylinders, 15 miles west of I-95 on State Road 40 in Barberville, or from Ocala, only five miles east of State Road 17 on State Road 40 in Barberville. The grandstands open at 5.30 on Saturday, racing at 7.30 Evolution. Right after the program is over, we have three great interviews coming up that Jack Smith has set up. That's right. Sammy Swindell's interview from last week on Dirt World. Of course, you'll hear Trackside tonight's Morgan Shepard interview. Don't miss that one. Please don't, folks. Hang around and listen to Morgan Shepard. That was on Trackside tonight last Monday. And, of course, uh, IndyCar driver on Inside Florida Racing, Ryan hunter Ray. Very good interview right there. Uh, Find out his plans for the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. For all of us here at Dirt World, we thank Jack Smith for pushing the buttons. Billy, always a pleasure to sit here with you, man. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. Billy, get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. So long. See you at the racetrack, guys. (laughs) 